Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, also known as DJ Soundwave. Thank you for checking out the show, checking out last episodes, past episodes, future episodes, and this episode. Before we get going, in the words of the almighty KRS-One, it is now time for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skincare. Based out of Chicago, right here where I'm at, Romer launched a work-from-home clean skincare line that covers all your skin needs with three easy-to-follow steps. Why you should check them out? Simple ingredients and effective results. A perfect upgrade if you're still washing your face with a bar of soap or that drugstore face wash. Right now, Romer Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENER15. That's code LISTENER15 on their website, romerskincare.com. Impress your partner and get happy skin. All right, let's get into this episode right here. Big shout out to my last two guests, DVTZ Manzu Beats, all the way from Spain, originally from Italy. That was awesome talking to him. I've only talked to a couple people from different countries, and uh, it was really cool talking to him, getting his feedback on production and just the whole scene in Spain and how hip-hop is overseas like that. And also to the one and only M. Doc Diego represent Rochester. To New York, that rugged, grimy style. I hope you guys are feeling those songs he played. That album, Universal Tongues, is out now. Go to Bandcamp, look up M. Doc Diego, Manzu Beats, check out their music. Would not steer you wrong. If you heard those songs I played, you know that is just pure fire emoji. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, all right. Uh, today's episode, another underground artist, someone you definitely need to get familiar with, straight from Syracuse, New York. The one and only Mafiosa is in the building. We're going to talk about his new album, Collection Plate. Some real bangers on this one definitely need to check him out play a couple songs from there talk to him about putting this album together the scene in Syracuse and so much more so really look forward to bringing that to you guys also want to talk about The Walking Dead Fear the Walking Dead and there's a show that I love that's coming back I'm not going to tell you what that show is just yet I'm going to tease you a little bit make you listen to the whole episode so you can see what I'm talking about but I'm so hyped to have read today the show was on its way back I can't believe it. It's really, really a big deal. So stay tuned. I'll talk about that at the tail end of this episode. As always, this podcast, the Infinite Banter Podcast, can be found on all digital platforms, usual places, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, PodBay, PodKnife. Follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter Podcast, Facebook at Infinite Banter Podcast, as well as on Instagram, Infinite Banter Podcast. Real easy. Go to YouTube, click in Infinite Banter. You will find clips from the show. Show, past episodes, guests that have been on, check it out. You want to hear the whole full episode after you listen to that clip? You can check out the show on all the digital platforms that I mentioned. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk to Mafiosa, play a couple of his songs, talk about The Walking Dead. So much going on. But before we do anything, the show never begins until the one and only Daryl McDaniels, DMC. Let them know what they're listening to. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K I N G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter because we will banter on forever because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be i be infinite banter before we get going as always i'd like to play a song from the guest that's about to come on so you just get a feel for what that artist is about and here no different we're gonna play a song from collection plate the new album from mafiosa this right here when we talk about it in the interview you're definitely gonna get a kick out of this one it's called the offering featuring black g's it really sets up what the tone of this album's all about my favorite song from that album we played later on in the episode that one right there is just man 
you guys are not ready for this heat, I'm telling you. So let's go ahead and play that song, The Offering, Mafiosa, featuring Black G's here in the Infinite Banter Podcast. And when this song's over, the other side of this, we will be joined by the one and only Mafiosa himself, representing Syracuse, New York. But right now, here we go, The Offering, Infinite Banter, Mafiosa. Let's go. But Jesus constantly preaches against rich people. The Bible does not speak against being rich. Jesus so, does. No, no. Very plainly. No. Jesus was very, very against the He never the preached rich. against being poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For the, now he uh, preached against being rich. Do not move but the money. But the money. Do not move but the money. Rain, hell, sleet, the sun. Niggas plot for the money. Niggas plot. Get shot, you take it from me. Do not move but the money. But the money. Do not move but the money. Rain, hell, sleet, the sun. Niggas plot for the money. Get shot, you take it from me. Hey yo. You can get shot for the money Duct tape up, even body for the money Rubber band knots, this that hustler money Shoe box under the mattress, bloody money My man caught a charge, doing time for the money Feds took it all, every dime of the money He had to start all over with no damn money Look, I'm a vet when it come to making money Barricade the door, serve out the window for the money And kidnap your ass for that ransom money Let's see if your life worth playing with this money Goons outside and they killing for the money Black G's never sold my soul for the money But I did shrink rap that worked for the money OG status still spending old money And I never met a gangster that took some from me Okay, but now, but now, things like houses and cars and clothes and money, they come as a result of my seeking God first. Do not move but the money. Do not move but the money. Rain, hell, sleet, the sun. Niggas plot for the money. Niggas plot. Get shot, you take it from me. Do not move but the money. But the money. Do not move but the money. Rain, hell, sleet, the sun. Niggas plot for the money. Get shot, you take it from me. Never in my feelings, always in a bank. So I can give two fucks what I hate to think. Salty in the ways these niggas operate. Petty, jealous motherfuckers, I cannot relate. My business and my bitches, I separate. You can barely move an ounce, featherweight You new niggas getting high, y'all ain't getting money Blowing your rear on clothes, fucking dummies Me, I set a goal, then I act frugal Few thousand in my pocket, eating cup news FF57, sitting right through you Then we gone by our lives like we never knew you Big cribs, big checks, I want it all, nigga And I demand the same thing for all my niggas Dragging them big bags, they ain't kind of full. Me and G's back to back, 90s bold. Do not move but the money. Do not move but the money. Rain, hell, sleet, the sun. Niggas plot for the money. Niggas plot. Get shot, you take it from me. Do not move but the money. Do not move but the money. Rain, hell, sleet, the sun. Niggas plot for the money. I don't remember that in the New Testament specifically. But it's there. Passage about I remember the, it. The houses and the cars and the clothes, they'll come. Yeah. <laughs> Money comes. 
money happens, you know. Well, money happens for you because they're giving it up to you. You're not giving it up to them. As a matter of fact, let me, let me set the record straight. I do not receive a salary from the church. I do not take a salary from the church. You take it right out of the pocket. No, 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 no. It's such a powerful position. I mean, you hold people's greatest hopes and dreams in the palm of your hand. It's M. Diego, and you're now listening to Infinite Banner Podcast with DJ Soundwave. Let's go. You're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave, and I'm joined by one of the nicest MCs in the game. New album out right now, Collection Plates. Go check it out. It is just straight heat. Coming straight from Syracuse, New York, the one and only Mafiosa is on the Infinite Banter Podcast. What's good, man? That's good, man. Great to be here. Yeah, appreciate it. For cats who are listening who are not familiar with uh, your work... Maybe let them know how to get familiar. Who's Mafiosa and how long you've been doing this, man? Mafiosa is a is an artist from um, Syracuse, New York, which is in the upstate part of New York State. I've been into music since I was like a little kid. I started rapping when I was like six years old, but um, I started taking it serious as far as getting in the studio and making music from the age of like fifteen. So. I've been, I'm, I'm not no no newbie to it. You know, I've been doing it for a while. We're just finally kind of breaking ground, and, and now I'm here, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you're here in a big way with Collection Plate. Uh, talk about this record, man, just the concept of it. I mean, it's you don't hear many albums like this where you have, like, religious themes and references and such, and it's just, you know, it's got some grimy, you know, feel to it. You know, anything you want, it's right there on this album. And just talk about the idea and the concept of coming together for Collection Plate. Well, the um to to kind of explain the, how the collection play came together is kind of crazy. Um, I actually had a project that I was gonna drop before collection play called um Detroit Red, which was the second part of the Ghost Up. But due to some technical difficulties, getting a few things together, um, that project wound up kind of being postponed. So I knew I was gonna do a project. I didn't necessarily know what and, you know, over record. So some some of the songs from the Ghost Up was I mean, not the Ghost Up, but the collection plate was already like done. You know what I'm saying? Like they was already just loose records just kind of sitting around. So when I listened to the music, the vibe, some of the things that I was talking about, you know, I, I I'm very religious based. You know what I'm saying? I believe in God. You know what I'm saying? It's in the third. So. The few songs that was already kind of sitting, I'm like, yo, I think if I pull these together and just kind of put the missing little records that's left to make it a body of work, this might be something. So, you know, the the collection plate, as much of a concept record it is, it really was like a last minute slap together project that just came out so dope. You know what I mean? I was forced to really work under pressure to make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want it to be forced. So as dope as it is, it's not like I sat down and was like, yo, I'm going to do a project like this. I kind of just naturally had a few records that was already done that ironically, the, 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 the airy sound of the production and then just some of the things I was saying, the concept, it just worked. It just naturally came together and, I ain't on front, man. I kind of shocked myself with this project. <laughs> uh, yeah, and hearing you say that, it's crazy on my end. Someone who listened to it, like, man, he must have had this planned out for months and had this whole concept in his head. And the way you just put it, it's like, nah, it just kind of kind of worked out that way. <laughs> Obviously, you had yeah, stuff, you know, recorded, but that all organically came together in two weeks. Like, seriously, you know what I mean? In two weeks, I just 
I, I pulled a real rabbit out my ass, man, bringing out the nigga. <laughs> Maybe it was ordained for this to happen, right? It was. Uh... Yeah, it was meant. I guess it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't meant for Detroit Red to come out uh, yet. I, I, you know, I just I trust uh, the universe and I trust you know the process of letting things just kind of work out naturally how they're supposed to. So even though I was pissed off, you know, I just rolled with it. It worked out. That's all that matters, man. And the the collection played for those listening. Definitely seek it out. We're gonna talk about it. Play a couple tracks from the album in the podcast here. Uh, right off the bat, the first track is called Noah's Ark. Talk about that record, and then going into the skit, which had me cracking up from Living Color. <laughs> I haven't seen that skit in years with uh, Damon Wayans, and I I think Jim Carrey was in that sketch too. Yeah, but Jim, Jim Carrey for me that record. Noah's Ark, that's like one of the records that I created after I came up with the idea that I was going to, you know, bring this project together. But I just I just thought about Jay-Z's uh, 22 Twos, you know, uh, records like that. I'm like, yo, I, nobody has done anything like that since then, you know. And then I thought about it. I'm like, Noah's Ark 2, it works. You know what I mean? I just thought it would have been dope to play on creatively. Um and just to just do something different. I figured it'd be a dope way to start the project off to kind of set the base. And then the skit after that, it just, you know, it works with the next song that comes on, you know, um, just playing off the whole, you know, church and money thing, you know what I'm saying, which leads into the offering. But yeah, that's that's how Noah's Ark wound up coming about, man. Just kind of paying homage to that legendary song from, from Jay-Z from the Reasonable Doubt album. And just feeling like nobody has done anything like that since and i was just kind of me kind of paying homage to that and i think the uh damon wayne's character is called reverend cash i'm trying to remember <laughs> the name of his uh his character was but that, that was a funny bit back in the day and then one of the songs that really stood out for me uh was the offering and it's got the bill maher interview in there and that one really you know in case you're not sure where the album's going this one definitely you know grabs you and says here we go this is what this album's going to be like talk about that record it's another thing like uh that record now this record is one of those organic records that uh that just happened actually went out to rochester to work with uh black g's uh which is 38 specials uh older cousin so um i go out there me g's g's called ito ito's in the studio with us and we just sit there just knocking out music so Nothing was really planned, you know what I mean? I drove over to Rochester, and we just was in the studio just knocking stuff out. In the process of us knocking music out, we wind up doing that record, you know what I mean? And as I'm putting this project together, I'm like, yo, I, I didn't want, I wanted to get some features, but I know if I try to get features, it would take longer, you know, waiting for people to get the records back. And like I said, I just wanted to kind of get something out there to my fans, because I felt like I haven't put anything out in a while. And when it clicked in my mind, I'm like, yo, I got a few records with G's and some of the records is like beats that I paid for. You know what I mean? So I reached out to him and Big Bro just was like, yo, say no more. And he sent over the record. And that's just how it came together. So the skits wasn't on it. It was just us rhyming, the hooks were set. And then we just had all these gaps from how the producer had set it up. And that I think that was the last record that I found the skits for. Like I couldn't figure out what I was going to use to fill in for the skits. And I lucked up and came across this, um, this video on YouTube. And I'm like, this fits perfect. You know what I mean? It, right. it, it's perfect. And, and it just worked out. And it's funny you brought up Rochester. I just talked to M. Doc Diego. I don't know if you guys know each other or not. Uh, last week, 
on the podcast. And he has a song yep. called The Offering, too, on his uh, new album, Universal Tongues. So you guys uh, know each other? Are you familiar with him? Nah, nah, I'm not I'm not familiar with dude. That, that give me somebody to look into. And- yeah, Rochester, I guess they're doing their thing. And, you know, speaking of that area in New York, what's Syracuse like? What's a scene in uh, Syracuse, New York? Syracuse is very much the same as Rochester. The only difference is we are smaller. Every move you, you, you basically move is like 50,000 less. So Buffalo's 250, Rochester's two, Syracuse is like 150,000, but it's basically the same shit. You know what I mean? The same problems we got, you go over to Rochester, it gets worse. So you go over to Buffalo, it gets even worse. So Syracuse is a is a, a small city. Syracuse is a small city. More like a college has, town, right? Yeah, it, it, it has a lot of um a lot of crime and a lot of poverty concentrated in a small area. It, you know, opportunities used to be a strong middle class city back in the days. And it fucked around and a lot of companies left. So with that happening, it just it really changed the landscaping. You know what I'm saying? So there was always hustling and drug dealing back in the days. Like my pops and was young running around. Um, but with the shift of, you know, the economics within the city shifting like it did, the violence increased. You know what I'm saying? It, it was it was it was violence back then, but it wasn't as bad because Everybody was getting money from being in the streets or people had good jobs working for like Chrysler and shit. So everybody was making a good living, but it eventually would just change. And now it's like, it's, it's really a dog eat dog world. And it's crazy. Like when you look at cities like Detroit and places like Flint, Michigan and certain places like that, and you would never think, well, I would have never thought growing up here that this city would go this far left as it has, but you know, it, it has. So Syracuse is a, is a, is a, a ghetto just like no other, you know, any other ghetto in America. The only difference is we're really not known. People just know about SU and think that that's it. And SU is is not Syracuse that we come from. That's a totally different world. Right. Yeah. And being in Chicago where I'm mad, I mean, yeah, I definitely don't hear much about Syracuse, like you said, other than like the Orange Men. I mean, it's like all you ever hear about. So I, and that's something that that's that's you know that's propaganda too because you know basically, um, what they have been doing you know Syracuse in the past was an industrial, uh, city you know what I'm saying it, it was a lot of companies here, Chrysler, GM, uh, Carrier, a lot of big big companies was here and it was a lot of money and then when these companies left. What Syracuse decided to do was, okay, we're going to go the college route. So we're going to go college route and we're going to go tourist attractions. So they've been building a bunch of shit to entertain visitors and everybody from from elsewhere. And basically the natives is kind of just, you know, cast off to the side. Yeah. It just makes shit worse. So you you wouldn't hear. They're not going to tell you about anything else because it's an agenda. Yeah, and that's the backdrop for this album right there. You know, what you're talking about on these songs, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. How do you see Syracuse? you think it's going to change? Does it seem like there's any uh, light at the end of the tunnel, or does it seem like it's where it's at right now? It's kind of where it's going to be for a while. I see Syracuse changing for the better if um, the natives, you know, wake up and realize what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, me, I was blessed to relocate at the age of 17. I moved to Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta for like almost 
eight years, 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So me moving to Atlanta exposed me to a lot of things that Syracuse would never show me, you know what I'm saying? And there's certain people that I grew up with, you know, whatever, um, that also someone off the college to other cities and other places and were exposed. And a lot, a, a lot of, a lot of us wind up migrating back. You know what I mean? So we were able to go somewhere else and see something different and be exposed to something more. And we're working towards changing the environment because we know what's going on. But as long as the, the natives from the town who haven't been exposed to more still kind of waiting on, you know, the people downtown and the powers to be to make changes, it's never going to happen. Like we got to, you know, help ourselves and build within our own community. And I think right now with everything going on within the country, which is way, way bigger than Syracuse, but we we need that reference as well. I, I think that we stand a great chance at making a difference, kind of changing this thing better. Cause you know, it ain't even about us no more. It's about the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like true indeed. Like I yeah. said, it was it was shit going on back then. Like it was never a peachy, you know, creamy ass city. It was always, you know, the streets was always the streets. But looking then to now as kids, we had a lot of stuff to do that now like there's nothing but the streets. You, you get what I'm saying? We had a choice of being in the streets or going to do this today. You know what I'm saying? Or going to do that today. There was a lot of right. programs, a lot of things going on. All that shit is gone. And they sit around and it's like, yo, you know, these kids, these kids, these kids, these kids ain't got shit else to do but being in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And and or whatever the case may be. So I, I see it, I see it changing from us. I don't see it changing from you know, those that's been in position because it, it, it doesn't help their agenda. You know what I mean? That's straight politics right there, man. And that, that applies to a lot of cities. You know, in Illinois here, cities like Rockford or Gary, that's not too far away. Similar problems, similar issues. And yeah, you could vote out politicians and such, but in, it all comes from the ground up, man. And it takes right. it takes the people because they're the ones, they don't care about, you know, the, the people normally. I mean, they care about their agenda, like you said, and keeping their job and saving face. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely an issue world, uh, worldwide, countrywide, but specifically to Syracuse, like you said, and obviously that helped mold who you are going to Atlanta, coming back and putting this album together and as you as an artist. Right, 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 right. That's a fact. Man, and back to this collection plate album. My favorite song on here, man, I, I played it like five times as soon as I heard it. It's the last track, God Fearing Sinner. That right there, dude. Man, salute. <laughs> that is like the best way to end this record, man. Talk about that album because I love that one to death. God Fair and Center, man, that that really defines who I am as like a person. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody who know me, see, now this is where I separate myself from a lot of dudes that make music. Some people are very lyrical, some people are very creative. You know, everybody has their special little thing. Me, I'm saturated in my truth and just being transparent you know what i mean like i i'm very passionate with my heart on my sleeve so the one thing about me is you know like growing up some of my homies you know or like family members i've always been somewhat in the middle you know what i'm saying i i was the dude who was running with you know the crew the pack you know what i'm saying in the streets you know doing everything that was involved in what was going on outside at the time. But I was still cool with like um, 
you know, the, the, the smart nerd kids at school. I didn't treat them any different. You know what I'm saying? So right. I've always had this two world lifestyle in a sense, I guess you would say, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's just always been true to me. And God for Santa is just kind of like, you know, me explaining how I'm fighting between these two worlds of right and wrong. You know, I, I know the things that I'm doing, some of the things I'm doing isn't correct. And I know it's not right. But at the same time, I'm doing some wrong things for right reason. You know, just basically ping pong. And I felt like I'm not the only only dude feeling like that. You know, not at all, man. (laughs) You know, I mean, that was kind of like the real overall concept of the whole project was just more so playing off the the religious in the street um, angle. But it's like I feel like people who go to church often or, you know, people who tend any type of, you know, whatever religious they practice, they feel as if those who don't attend often or this and the third are, are less blesser in God's favor than the next and that's not true you know what I mean so it's like you know I I, I just wanted to kind of give that that I don't know that 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 spotlight and attention that yo is is God is with you know some brothers in prison God is with you know some some you know young ladies out here struggling trying to find a way you know it's not about how you make it appear to be religious but you know just your intention in your heart and God fearing center was just like, yo, I know I'm not the only person who fights these demons and, and, and struggle with these wars, but I might be the only one to talk about it right now. You know, right now it's not it's not trendy to be honest about your fears or this, that, and the third. You know, it's either you super lit getting money, that's what people want to hear, or you got like this crybaby depression ass music that dudes is making where it sounds like they about to give up on life but it's not this you know where they blaming everybody else and everybody else is the problem and you know whatever the case but ain't nobody just being real about themselves like yo i could be doing better doing this i could be doing more of this i could be you know what i'm saying or i'm right here i'm at this point in life right and I'm I, I, this is not where i want to be but in the and right now i'm doing what i have to do to get to the next level like just accountability and just being real, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, it's a, it's a struggle. Like everybody take falls and, 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 and take pitfalls and shit like that. So I just wanted to be as real as I could possibly be. Like, yeah, I ain't perfect. You know what I'm saying? I got shit I'm going through. I got things I'm, I'm fighting with, you know, I'm not where I want to be, you know what I'm saying? But I'm still pushing, you know what I'm saying? I'm not crying about shit. Just keeping my hands in the mud and going. And that's what God fearing center really is about for me. Yeah, we feel like we're in church right now. Listen to you talk right there, dude. Uh, yeah, God fearing sin. That's what I like about it. It's so relatable. Um, anybody listening to it, you could definitely relate to something in that song, and that's what I liked about it the most. And of course, that it's just you know the beat is is raw as hell. You know what I mean? And the song is just man, just uh, salute to that song. That's just really like the standout to me. Uh, shout out to my man Choop, man Choop the producer. He he made that beat. Who are some of the other producers on this album that you worked with? I got my motherfucking brother, man, Graf Wise, man. Shout out to Graf Wise. Graf Wise is on a project. Choops on a project. Um, I got a young boy uh, who actually produced the offering in Master P, which is uh, Jagger Lopez. He's from Honduras, like 16 years old. He's a problem. Man, um, 16? <laughs> 16. He, uh, on the Ghost of project, he produced uh, my plug. 
he produced my plug. He was 15 then. You know what I mean? Wow. So yeah, shout out, shout out to Jogger, man. The young dude's amazing. He he's he's got a, a bright future, man. Um, but Graphwise, Troop, Jogger, Jimmy Dukes produced Kane and Abel, and I want to say I think that's it. Yeah, and they all came together and made this this collection plate album, which, like I said, everybody listening, definitely go cop it. Talk about the cover art for that. Did you have any influence on how that went and how did that come together? I designed it. You did? Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if I that, like, you. 90s vibe a little bit, like, you know, like you just mentioned Master P, like that No Limit uh, right, feel to right, it. Right. If I if I show you the original cover to the artist that, that I, I sent it to, the graphic designer, and, like, I told him what I was trying to do and what he created, it's a totally different cover than what you're seeing. Okay. So once I got that back from him, I'm like, you know, it was it was close. I'm not gonna say it was completely off, but it, it just wasn't what I was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So, the picture of the the guy when found that, you know, um, even the color scheme, I wanted like a, a Easter springish kind of a vibe within the color tones. Um, you know, just everything. I just went, yo, add this, put this here, take that out, da da da, change this. So I don't know how to um actually do it in you know within the software right. i don't know how to draw but i know what looks nice and i know how to design so all my covers i basically design i usually show people what i want give them references and and kind of walk them through what, what 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 i want so i actually design you know that cover you know fire as telling homie what to do and what not to do yeah and it's ironically i just honestly just took a break to do this interview because i'm outside running around dropping off shirts uh oh damn yeah i wind up um designing another piece of merch so i got the album cover uh on the shirt and i got another little piece that i designed and i'm actually running around doing uh drop-offs now uh, well, I took a break, but <laughs> we won't make your break too long here. But uh, yeah, how, how can people get those shirts? Anyway, anybody listening could, uh, like myself or anybody else, cop those shirts. Um, well, what I did with this first little run, I did like a pre-order to kind of like you know get my feet wet. Um, I've been sitting on a, a line since like 2013, so I figured you know I'll use this project to kind of introduce the fact that I designed because a lot of people don't know. Like I created that cover or the ghost of cover was my creation, you know, whatever the case. So um, I figured I'd use this opportunity to kind of introduce myself as a designer that, you know, I got a little kind of taste in somewhat of fashion. So I did pre-orders to kind of see how the, the, the people were going to react. And I wind up getting a way bigger reaction than what I expected um, nice. from the people. So since yesterday i actually got all the shirts in yesterday and kind of just put up a little snippet to let the people know who who you know took the pre-orders that they were on deck you know that i'm about to get them their shirts i don't want people to think i'm bullshitting with their money but my inbox has been you know flooded even way more with more people like yo i want one i'm like all these shirts are sold out you know what i mean like they're already basically accounted for so i'm getting ready to do another pre-order run this week um, take another order. Just you know, whoever want to grab a shirt, I would say log on to uh, go to my my Instagram, which is uh, mop m a f underscore f o g m g. Um, and you can actually see them. I got two of the shirts up in my in my pics. You know what I mean? You can go and see them or whatever. And 
DM me and, you know, we get it figured out from there. I Even with this, you know what I'm saying? It's, this was a, a shock. Everything about this project was has really been a shock from how it came together to how it's being received, even with, you know, the merch I, I, I released for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very confident within myself, but I'm also humble. Like, I don't project how I feel on about myself to other people. So, you know, I still be kind of surprised at the reaction I get from people when I do shit. And, you know, I'll be appreciative of it. So the shirts, hit, hit me on Instagram, man. Again, MAF underscore F. And you could check out the two pieces that I got up so far, and we're just going to keep building from there. Man, talking with the Dapper Dan of Syracuse, the one and only Mafiosa. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. I, 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 got, I, got, I got some shit already. You know, I got some things lined up, man. I, I could say um, I've been bullshitting, man. I got a lot of, lot of talents and gifts that I haven't been fully maximizing, and I, I kind of just told myself um, this year that I was just going to, push everything to the max you know i wasn't gonna you know not do anything anymore or you know put things off so i'm just, I'm just pushing forward and just just doing everything i, I want to do and and you know seeing if the people rock with it or not and just appreciating people appreciate me yeah and it's really easy i bet without this whole covid thing going on that it's easy to kind of lay back and not do as much so you know because you're stuck in the house you feel like you can't do anything and i feel like you get more creative at this point like i'm you could go out there and do stuff more on social media and get out there like you're doing with the shirts and everything maybe it's giving you a different avenue i tell you what man covid man um Shout out to B.A. Bad, man. Shout out to, 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 my, to my family, B.A. Bad. But me and him had, like, this whole uh, orchestrated plan that we was going to run around to this city, that city. We was going to fly out to L.A. Like, this whole year was like, yo, we hitting the road. We hitting the road. And COVID came through and said, sit your ass down. <laughs> it, changed, it changed our whole plan. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's always blessings lying in, in situations. So... Even though that was our plan and it didn't work out, we wind up building like some really, really great relationships with a lot of people behind the scenes, being the fact that everybody kind of had to sit still and wasn't able to move around as much. So it allowed like a lot of guys who were like a further ahead of us um, kind of tap into what's going on, who's up next. Um, and, yo, know, we built a lot of strong relationships. So. It, it actually helped us more than probably what we was thinking of actually running around. You know what I'm saying? Some of the, the, the bonds and the connections that were made behind the scenes with some, some real strong, powerful individuals is, is going to help set up, a, a, I think, a great 2021 for us moving forward. Yeah, without a doubt. Once it's all, as far as, we could, as far as you can say, once you get past this, hopefully you'll just be better and stronger beyond right. all this because you've learned so much during this time and all the things that constricted you you just figured out another way to do it and then once this all ends man the sky's the limit dude that's a fact it's a fact talk about uh, another album of yours from the ghost of uh i was playing some of that the, the big and pock joint definitely uh got my attention talk about that record and uh, that album as a whole um the big and pock record um i yeah. With with my music, if you which which you'll which you'll catch on to what you know, any new listeners, any new fans, you know that I'll I'll you know, God willingly will grab grab over time, um, will realize something about my music. Everything is a feeling. Every 
track is some type of feeling infused into it. And with Big and Pop, what I wanted to capture was the feeling that artists have, like rappers. And this is something I think that a lot of people don't really talk about too much. You work so hard to become an artist of a music, something that you love, a passion. And then once you become successful within, you know, this music industry, you become a target. You become, you know, you don't know who's got good intentions, who don't got good intentions. You know what I mean? But then now what it is, is you're projected to the world. You know what I'm saying? The world know who you are, but you don't know who people are. So you have rappers running around right now with a real strong sense of paranoia that they got a mask and, you know, act cool and, you know, try to play off, you know, because you don't, if it is a real fan, you don't want to scare the fan off or, or, or lose a fan being a dickhead, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You still got to be, you know, precautious because you don't know what people are intentions of. And everything changed in the music industry when Big and Pac got killed. That's what motherfuckers knew that, like, yo, this, like, this shit is real. You know what I mean? Prior to, yeah, you had, you know, little scuffs and tick for tats and right. people meet this records, but nobody in hip hop got murdered. Not rappers to that level. You didn't have people within the entourages, you know, get killed or whatever, but to have two of the biggest artists at the time. Yeah, top of the game right there. Right. Just... And both of them get killed. Not one. Both of them. Yeah, killed. like what six months apart? I mean, is not even yeah. like that forever changed the culture of hip hop and that made shit serious. So I felt like what better reference to use other than Big and Pop? Big and Pop forever changed hip hop culture, changed the industry. You know, it just it just changed the landscape like a motherfucker. And I feel like that is the original source of that paranoia. You get what I'm saying? Of of yeah. You don't know if if this person is coming over to give you that and say how much they love your album, or this motherfucker coming over to rob you or try to harm you or or just a motherfucker just jealous. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know. So that that was the embodiment of, of Big and Pac was just kind of playing between like the paranoias that you know you will have once reaching that celebrity status that you know you know death is you know, lurking around you and, you know, you just don't know how, what, or where it could possibly come from. And the ghost of, to be honest with you, the ghost of is just Syracuse. You know what I mean? That, like, the ghost of, what I wanted to do with that, that project was just to give people the feel of being in Syracuse. Um, grim, cold, dark. Um, that album cover too with the graveyard dude <laughs> it's definitely you right there with that with that grim feeling i just wanted to you know bring people to the trenches you know what i'm saying and 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 just kind of let people kind of feel what and even if like in 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 the ghost of like i didn't mention syracuse at all like i mentioned syracuse towards the end of the album but i never said where i was from for a reason in the beginning because i just wanted someone from baltimore or someone from oakland you know or someone from phoenix to to be listening to it and be like damn it sound like where the fuck i'm from or this sound like where i'm at right now right and it's like where where is this dude from where you know what i mean I, I purposely didn't mention syracuse new york until 
towards the end of the album. You know what I mean? I dropped little fake hints. You know, I said on um, the one line, you know, I'm from the 10th poor city. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. You would have to look that up to see well, what's the 10th poor city. You know what I'm saying? And then by the time that album came out, we moved up to like number seven or number nine or some shit. Jeez, you know what I mean? Right. So you know reference I mean? isn't the same, right? Right. You know what I mean? So um, that was the overall concept of of ghost of i just wanted to kind of create capture the, the the emotion and the feeling of syracuse you know what i'm saying you know we have very short summers and long winters so you know it's just that like i said that's just that cold airy gritty you know vibe but then at the same time it's like there's like an underlying tone of hope you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just saying like from from the concrete, you know, a rose can grow type shit. I mean, but that that's the, the underlying tone of, of the ghost of. Right. Like Rakim said, it ain't where you're from. It's where you're at. So I'm sure when you listen to that album, whether you're like you said, you're in Phoenix or Chicago or Baltimore, Trenton, doesn't matter. You could relate to it. Yeah, it's definitely got that dark feeling. Like you said, uh, one more track on an album before you go. I want to ask you about is Dark Man X, obviously like a DMX reference uh talk about that record too another another standout banger on it oh yeah 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 uh yeah dark man x that's just that was just me uh intensity man at <laughs> another level dude <laughs> yeah man, I, I'm, I'm very um very passionate and very projective um and for a long time like growing up you know i thought something was kind of off with me but like you know how passionate and like when i talk I talk with my hands and, you know, things of that nature. And when DMX came along, like when I seen DMX, it was like, I ain't crazy. I ain't, you know, I, I got it. I understood his awkwardness that, right. you know, people didn't get like his love for dogs and this, that, and the third. And, you know, and people just looked at it like, yo, this dude's crazy. But I, I understood something deeper. I understood he was just passionate as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And, and he was, he was honest true and just very passionate about everything that he did so that was you know another you know reference to how i was saying like noah art was a me kind of paying homage to jay-z's 22 tools dark man x is me paying homage to dmx which is one of the artists that you know influenced my style you know in some way you know what i mean so i figured you know what what other better way to black out on a record and bring that type of energy and not salute you know a, a legend you know what i'm saying that it, undisputed like you know what i'm saying it, it what what he did you know he he went through you know his setbacks and his downfalls with you know his, his drug issues just in the third but his impact on hip-hop culture and even like billboards and records like the man you know broke out went commercial and he never strayed away from who he truly was right. you know I mean? so that was just me just paying homage to him you know what i'm saying and, and, and i don't just lose losing my shit man you know when i'm in that <laughs> zone that's uh you know my i got a few different styles you know what i'm saying and it's like multiple different personalities depending on what i approach a record but when I'm in that zone right there, that's that's the that's the beast in the basement. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just the animal. I just let him loose and just let him just go haywire. You know what I'm saying? And just feel like can't can't nobody fuck with me when I'm in that zone and you gonna feel me. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're not like a fan of this type of music, 
you're going to feel me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to feel whatever type of, you know, message or ideal that I'm trying to get across to is going to be felt. So that that's that's what Dark Man Next was. Yeah, definitely DMX after the dust settled, after Pac and Big were taken. You know, DMX is one of those artists that came out of that and, you know, right. had a nice career, you know, and a lot of big songs. You know, you can't forget any of them. They're, they still bang to this day. So definitely respect to DMX. And, and that album, definitely everybody listening, go check out Collection Plate. Go check out from the ghost of. And for those listening, how can they find these albums again? You know, where they can find you, follow you, and hopefully get one of them shirts down the line. Um, everything is I'm on every streaming platform from Tidal to uh, Apple Music, um, Spotify. I'm on Bandcamp, both of those albums on Bandcamp. Um, you can go to my actual website, FOGMG.com, and there should be links. Um uh, links that direct you to every whatever type of platform you use or you could just go straight to your favorite platform and you know put mafiosa in you know i'm saying i go by ma for short but you know my original rap name is mafiosa you know i'm saying with an a at the end yeah it's it's everywhere i i it's it's on any anywhere you can think of if you're on youtube you can use uh youtube music is there but um yeah you can find it find it anywhere just look it up Man, big up, big up for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, salute on this album. You really created a masterpiece with this one. So, like you said, it all came together. And sometimes that's when the best artwork is done, when it's not necessarily a linear path. You just kind of get there, you know, on its own, almost like creates itself. So definitely big up for sharing that with us, man. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of crazy how it all came together. But it was written. What was meant was meant. And, I mean, I'm just... I'm really astonished at the reaction from, you know, the people, you know, people such as yourself that are able to digest it for more than just, oh, it's just good music, to actually kind of see the layers in it, the message, the, you know what I'm saying, just everything that was put into it beyond just the concept and whatever else, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm just greatly appreciative of all the supporters um, and everybody who's been tapping in, man, like, it's just, shit is just surreal. But, you know, I'm working on some more projects right now as we speak. The NBA got something coming. You know, I'm just trying to keep keep it moving and keep it going, man. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely let us know about those projects. And uh, everybody listening, go check out Mafiosa on all of his social platforms and digital platforms for his music. And once again, salute for coming on the Infinite Banter Podcast. It was an honor to talk to you, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Such an honor to talk to Mafiosa. And I really have to point this out that I'm really honored and privileged to learn about so many of these artists that if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would have no idea who a lot of these dudes are. So I really appreciate them reaching out to me or me finding them and reaching out to them or however our paths cross to come on the show. It's just really great to discover new music and it really makes me excited again about hip-hop music and music as a whole you know sometimes it just gets homogenized and commercialized and it's just not what it used to be and that's that's not accurate there's a lot of great music out there unfortunately you got to search for it and uh i said this before it's not like jehovah's witnesses they're not going to come banging on your door but this podcast right here is going to come banging on your door with this one this right here just get ready for this i I don't know if you guys are ready i talked about in the interview my favorite song on this album god fearing sinner i think when i first played this i must have played it like three times i kept hitting replay but just i couldn't stop it's the last song in the album so you got to listen to the whole thing first to get to this track god fearing center off the new album collection plate from mafiosa get ready for this on this right here is just the straight heat man here we go infinite banter podcast mafiosa god-fearing center 
It's Confucius, and right now I'm tuned in to Infinite Banter, DJ Soundwave, New Jersey to the shy. Let's go! All right, I said I was going to talk about The Walking Dead and a few other things, so let me get to that. First of all, the season 10 finale aired about uh, a little over a week and a half ago, and uh, I I thought it was a good episode. It was a long wait. COVID-19, of course, delayed it quite a bit. So for my Walking Dead fans out there, and you know, I've had a couple guests on the show, Vincent M. Ward and Joshua Michael, been on The Walking Dead. So definitely something I cover as much as I can on the show here. It's a satisfying end to season 10. Gratifying. You know, nobody major died. That's the one person from Oceanside. Now on the bad guy side, if I had to say this, I mean, you've obviously should have stopped by now. There's some spoilers, so you might want to turn this off or just keep listening because you don't watch a show and you don't care. I'm just talking a bunch of uh, banter that you won't understand anyway. So anyway, (laughs) Beta died, got stabbed with two knives right in his eyeballs. That's just the way Daryl did him in after Negan initially stopped him, but uh, Daryl took him out with the knives to the eyes. That's just, uh, I'm one of those dudes that anything with the eye in a movie just creeps me out. I can't watch watch it so yeah it definitely uh, caught me off guard but everybody survived nobody major died and the whisper war is officially over it's done and uh the commonwealth is introduced at the end of the episode so a lot of cool stuff maggie comes back gabriel almost died but some weird knife wielding dude saved him at the last minute so 
a lot of cool stuff. Uh, it wasn't, you know, my favorite finale. It, you know, was it worth the wait? Not really. I mean, it was good, but, you know, it was only something we anticipated because we've been waiting so long to see it. So it's good to finally put a bow on season 10, although they are adding more episodes before season 11, so it'll be like an extended season. But this really just wraps up this whole story arc. So there's no more whispers. That's over with. No more dead mask-wearing people anymore. That is all done. And uh, I did watch World Beyond. Ah. It's all right. I mean, it's it's hard for me to get too excited about a bunch of 14, 15-year-olds running around killing zombies for the first time in their life. I just, I really couldn't get into it. I left it on. I didn't watch a second episode. So if you guys like it, uh, you know, more power to you. Let me know what you think. I just... I couldn't get into it. Here's the thing I can't believe I'm saying. Fear the Walking Dead uh, premiered the other day. Morgan and Friends, as I've always called it. It might be one of the best episodes they've ever done since Morgan's joined the show. So this would be the third season now. It's been a real hard watch for me uh, for a while, but I still watch it because I'm just a completist. When I start something, I want to see all of it. So I haven't tapped out from watching that show just yet because I do like Morgan. I do like Dwight and see how they're going to bring Sherry back. So there are aspects of the show I do like and I do pay attention to. Uh, Um, But, you know, Morgan was left for dead at the end of season five. This is season six. So I wanted to see how he was going to survive it. You know, he was. And it was pretty cool. There was like, there's a bounty hunter in it. There's a, a dude who says he's got a pregnant wife and only Morgan can help save her. So he finds like a reason to go on and... Uh, he survives the, the the bullets, and there's some really cool stuff in there. I definitely am surprised that, that I liked it as much as I did. It didn't really feel like an opener for a season series. It kind of felt like a, an episode three or four because it didn't really talk about any of the other characters. So <laughs> from that regard, it was I felt like just I was watching Morgan again, which is fine. I like him so much I can do that. But uh, yeah, if you like the other characters, you don't get anything about them. But the bounty hunter is really cool. He's got like this uh, blade on a bat type deal to slice his dude's heads off and he's just really relentless and you feel like Morgan's gonna get done in numerous times and uh, he survives it as he always does I don't die I think that's what he says right he says that a lot of times throughout the series yeah it was really good I'm just really surprised I liked it as much as I did dare I say it was better than the season 10 finale probably uh, just because it was an episode that I could watch again where season 10 it just kind of wrapped up everything just here's all the stuff that happened we're finishing it up it's over so yeah Fear the Walking Dead I surprisingly liked it it's one of the better episodes they've had in a couple years so shout out to Fear the Walking Dead let's see if they can do something now going forward i hope they build off of this make the show something that i would want to watch and other walking dead fans will also want to check out as well make sure you check out the have you seen it podcast have you ever wondered what shows are like in foreign countries but the language barrier is what stopped you from giving them a chance my name's maggie and i host the podcast have you seen it where i talk about tv shows from countries all around the world if you're like me you spend more time on netflix looking for something to watch than actually watching something So if you don't want to spend time scrolling through Netflix or even Hulu, check out my podcast for some show suggestions. I talk about the plots, tell you who the cast is, what I liked and what I didn't like about the shows. And I also throw in some fun facts about each country, tell you where in the world the show takes place, how close they are to any other shows that I've already covered, mention any cultural differences or similarities that I noticed. And my favorite part are the words and phrases that I picked up while watching these shows. You can check out Have You Seen It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and most other places you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. That's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-H-Y-S-I. And make sure to like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. Let me help you find your new favorite show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward, a.k.a. Oscar from the number one show, The Walking Dead. And I'm here with my man Mark from Infinite Banter. Y'all better stay tuned. Peace. 
Time for you to leave, asshole. All right, that's Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go. But a couple more things before I go, Kirk. Don't don't push me out just yet. Just hold on a second. I got I got a few more thoughts. I did tease it. When I think of my favorite shows of all time, uh, The Wire's number one, and then you've got shows like Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead. But one of my other favorite shows is Dexter. And Dexter is coming back. I can't can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Anybody out there that's a big fan of Dexter, you know, we all kind of were felt a little empty with the way this series ended. I'm not going to get into it in here in case somebody hasn't seen it yet and they're not familiar and they actually want to start watching it because it's coming back. So I won't do that. I'm not going to be that jerk, even though it's tempting to be. Uh, All all I'll just say is, you know, the lumberjack stuff at the end. (laughs) That, That whole Monty Python reference to how it ended. Uh, kind of left us a little flat. So it is coming back. For those who don't know, it started back in the mid-2000s. It ended about 2013, had eight seasons. So it was a really good run. As much as people didn't like season eight's ending or how it ended up, it definitely did wrap up everything. Like It, it had a conclusion. Whether you liked it or not is not the point here. It's just it did finish things. Things have finished. <laughs> there was a finale, and there didn't seem like there was a whole lot of story left. But apparently they're going to have another limited run of Dexter. It's coming back. Clyde Phillips is returning as showrunner. He worked on the first four seasons, according to EW.com. And, you know, that's when the show was really at its peak. The first four seasons are phenomenal. I definitely recommend anybody who's never seen Dexter, go check out that show. And, of course, Michael C. Hall will be coming back to play Dexter. So you can't, I mean, you can't have Dexter if he's not back. So, obviously, that's a, that's a no-brainer. It's not even really news. If Dexter's coming back, he has to be part of it. So we'll have to see what happens. He's, he had a kid and his I don't think they were married, but the, the mother of his child, they went to South America somewhere. Again, I'm spoiling things. But they, they went away. He went away. And we'll see if they get reunited. And if he goes back on his killing spree, to quote my man Michael Myers. Let's see if he does that again. So really excited. Dexter's coming back. It's coming back on Showtime. It'll be a 10-episode limited series coming back in the fall of 2021. So again, I'm just really excited to see that Dexter's coming back. Big fan. Glad to see it's coming back. And uh, there's some good TV to watch because we're all stuck in the house. So we got to watch something. So watch The Walking Dead. Watch Fear of the Walking Dead. Watch Dexter. And one last thing before I get out of here, the new Paris album, Safe Space Invader. Got that in the mail recently. Finally played it. Played it a couple times in the car. Yeah, the car is a true test for any album, by the way. But yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's definitely, if you like Paris and you know what he's about, which is usually about talking about political issues going on, he's talking about it. I mean, the song Baby Manhands just rips Donald Trump to shreds. Uh, he has a video for that when it's animated, as well as an animated video for Nobody Move. Two of the definite songs in the album that stand out. Uh, there's another song in here, Walk Like a Panther, that's really good. Chain Reaction. There's a lot of good tracks on here. If you're a fan like me of Paris and you just like that conscious hip hop, go catch it. Go check it out. Go to GorillaMusic.com and check out that new one from Paris, Safe Space Invader. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. Besides checking out Paris, go check out Mafiosa. Go on Bandcamp. Get his album Collection Plate and also check out his older album, The Ghost Of. We're going to play a song right here to lead the show. This is called Dark Man X from that album. And uh, I think I could play this. this. This song is not for the kids. This is Safe Harbor time. For those of you who don't know, that's a radio term for when the kids are supposed to be asleep. You could have something on with cursing or obviously things that kids shouldn't be around. So this is definitely not a song. If you got kids in the car and you're playing this, uh, I I, got to question your parenting skills. But uh, (laughs) I put the song in anyway. But uh, check it out. Dark Man X from his album, The Ghost Of. You can find that on Bandcamp. And definitely check out his new one, Collection Plate. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. Infinite Banter. Follow us on Twitter at Infinite Banter Podcast. On Instagram, same thing, Infinite Banter Podcast. 
Facebook as well. Go to YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, all kinds of stuff there. Hear the show on any platform you can find your podcasts. If you're listening right now, keep listening on that platform, unless there's another one you prefer. But tell a friend, tell people, I'm really excited about this show, and I really appreciate everybody who's been retweeting and talking to others about this show. So big up to everybody. Big up to Mafiosa. Thank you for coming on the show. It was an honor to talk to him. Here it is, Dark Man X from his album, The Ghost Of. Find his new album collection played on Bandcamp, as well as The Ghost Of. All right, that's it. I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Get up. Come on. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Shit. So he said he set that bitch on fire, nigga. Fuck you. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Come on. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. So he said he set that bitch on fire, nigga. Fuck. Fuck. You, you, her, him, and them Don't give a fuck about these niggas And I'm not finna pretend Watch the twin towers fall With an evil ass grin Kinda surface nowadays Only concern about him Like, like I ain't Dr. Phil, my nigga Don't give a fuck about how you feel, my nigga Murder, murder, kill, kill Report from the field, nigga Backing up with Simon UGK That's real, nigga Fuck the one that hear that jazz See Uncle Phil, nigga Me, I'm tired of hear niggas brag about nothing real, nigga Actors, and I really don't like rappers Take a shit on the game and don't wipe after Like who the fuck died and made y'all can't Can't decide what pistol, let them all grab Told her come over, but they all can Car full of smuts and they all get Got a good heart, but this heart can get up Come on Got a good heart, but this heart can get up Got a good heart, but this heart can get up So he said he set that bitch on fire, nigga, fuck you Got a good heart, but this heart can get up Come on Got a good heart, but this heart can get up Got a good heart, but this heart can get up it's a robbery in progress, don't make a fucking sound. Put the chopper in Brooklyn, make that buster sound. If I pass it to the homie, he gon' hunt you down. Catch you at the light like cousin Hero, spin your truck around. Might hit one of my bitches for some groupie love. Might kill one of my haters and bathe in his blood. Might kill a cop and leave him in the alley stinking. Wrapped in the carpet, he a pig in a blanket. You ever slept on love? What was you thinking? Slept with your bitch one time? Now I'm a favorite. She swallowed a whole dick. My type of bitch turn her head and swap her while she sucking. Cause she like the shit. Brain so good, give her a scholarship. He ran off on the plug, give him a hollow tip. Game full of pitfalls and all kind of shit. Niggas just swear they keep it a buck and be counterfeit. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Come on. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Shoot, he said he set that bitch on fire, nigga, fuck you. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Come on. Got a good heart, but this heart can get up. Got a good Being on the Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.